Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether old or new, from nobody better to powder blue, mm. we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Basic service, 60 bucks from my co-host, Evan. If he isn't one thing, then he's always something else. I don't even know what I mean. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> we can't talk about the song yet, much less the most bizarre fucking lyric from the song. I don't even know. Uh, Ev, how you been, bud? I've been good. Good, good. I've been doing all sorts of things. Uh-huh, please. Oh, I saw the guy uh, on the way over here. I didn't tell you. I saw that guy. Remember that kid? We were going to the Stephen Page concert. Uh-huh. We saw the 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 millennial dream. That kid driving... Uh, Riding his bike down the street. Uh-huh. Two little Caesars. Oh yeah. Hot and ready. Two little Caesars. Caesar's hot and ready. Like oh, man. and a backpack. He's like, that's a fucking night, man. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for that. Saw him again? Two little Caesars. As he was, I, was, I was coming here. No like, fucking way. Eleven in the morning. No fucking way. Two little Caesars. Hell hot yes. and ready. I feel like this kid has a problem. My dude. <laughs> Constantly biking down the street, precariously holding two yeah, large like, pizzas. Like, that's a, I mean, that's a great night. Two hot and ready's. Some video games, video yeah. games, some, that's a, that's, some, so some streaming video. Today, not to not to break the fourth wall, but today is Saturday, and mm-hmm. last time we saw him was Saturday. No, Friday, it was Friday. Friday yeah. So this is his weekend gig. He's yeah. he's a man who loves ten. He has ten dollars every every weekend, <laughs> and it's burning a hole in his pocket. Got to go get some hot and ready. He's got to go home. Yeah, absolutely. Can anyone? Do you think he eats him? nothing but hot and ready during the weekend? I certainly hope because honestly, he's not eating two hot and ready's in a night right that's a lunch that's a dinner that's maybe another lunch maybe i don't know him although i used to put down one hot and ready back like maybe seven eight years ago when i used to buy mm-hmm. them for dinners remember because when I was little caesar's was the pizza pizza guys the pizza pizza guys yeah they do the pizza pizza like that's they would they little would, caesar yeah little caesar's hot and ready right oh what are you saying to me <laughs> they used to be a totally they had like rebranded themselves right they rebranded themselves they were as, always garbage pizza the cheap pizza they, they, it, was, it, it was always garbage but now it's cheap garbage which is it was palatable. always cheap garbage right well but, but i feel like the pizza landscape in the 90s was a lot lower like the the bar for pizza was a lot lower in the 90s because mm-hmm. you had like domino's was garbage pizza hut was like it was not so like oil soaked garbage like well, they were like the though. chain pizza was not good <laughs> papa john's I mean, is garbage i fucking love pizza hut though having said oh that. Like, my god the garbage pizzas. you get that pizza hut buffet you still find one that's a sit-down buffet mm-hmm. god damn oh that yeah pan pizza favorite. right out of the oven is a thing of beauty yeah it truly is okay but here's the thing here's what i'm trying to say okay <laughs> is that there was no fast food pizza before Little Caesars. Little Caesars invented fast food. I mean, you could go to Sbarro and get a slice, mm-hmm. but you couldn't fucking walk home with two large pizzas right. in and out five minutes, right. like, done, right? Yeah. And they taste like they are fast food pizza. <laughs> well, I mean, McDonald's had pizza, right? In the For, for a brief stint. If you are interested in the subject of McDonald's pizza, may I direct you to one of my favorite IJPs, which is not a podcast. It's an independent journalism program I called think... Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's, mm-hmm. a uh, currently 95-part series investigating whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's. They stopped doing it. No. I answered the problem, except for like a couple oh, chains. Oh, why? Because it and didn't no, sell there used well. to be a couple chains, including one in Pomeroy, Ohio, mm-hmm. but that one shut down because it was forced to by McDonald's corporate. There's a large conspiracy going I on here. I think they just didn't want to sell pizza anymore. Mm, did they? Yes. Because apparently it took too long to make. However, you have in other countries stuff like the McRoto, which is a calzone, which presumably is going to take the same amount of time to make as a McPizza. Listen, you need to listen it to the a, IJP. It was a poor corporate decision. It didn't take <laughs> off like they expected it to. 
and then they stopped doing it. Well, then they should be mad End enough to say that. Ob story. That's not the corporate byline. Well, who gives a shit? This is corporate doublespeak. Brian does, the host of whatever happened to Pizza at McDonald's. Okay. Okay, very good. Speaking of... If it isn't something, it's always something else. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, speaking of pizza? Speaking of things that go better with cheese. Thinking of... Hold on, give me something here. What's my segue? What's my segue? Of? Uh, that get kid goes home, Starts. eats pizza, plays some socks. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Speaking of what, Brent? Starts with P. Starts Are with P, trans God. To, to me? It. <laughs> it's perfect, yup. He's the singer of the Dragon Ball Super dubbed ending theme. He's an accomplished musician who's collaborated with folks like Ashley Birch, Psycho Stick, and Matt Mercer. And he's releasing a new album at the end of this year, correct? Um, actually, it's going to be the beginning of the next year. Hold up. I thought you were going to say at the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, what's the album called? Um, I don't know yet. That's that's the hold up. I'm just joking, but I don't know uh, yet. That's <laughs> I also like I also like the your your laborious intro saker. To, I think we should do that from now on. Is like we 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 just waffle on the pivot. No, so long the guest has to introduce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they just feel was, sorry for us. I was gonna reintroduce him now that I know the album's not coming out this year. But I kind of feel like all this is well, it's content. It's not good content. It's Professor Shy, Shy Guy, guy. Brad Cooley. How are you, Brad? Uh. I have half a hot and ready in my fridge right now. Hot damn. damn. That's perfect. Now, hot did it ready, start damn. as two hot and readies that you whittled down to one half? Or was no. it originally one? It was originally one. Oh, and okay. It's, so, it's great pizza. Do you do that? I, I guess I was ready to step in to defend it, but you're like, all pizza is trash that exists. No, so that I is... guess. <laughs> I guess there's really nothing to defend. That is but not again, tr- you feel I... about uh, Little Caesars how I feel about Bare naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that all bare naked ladies is trash, <laughs> except the oily bare naked ladies. You get it right out of the oven. Yeah, <laughs> that's some good shit. Nice, hot and ready. Hot and ready. Now this is that's a this is a hot and ready take from you, my friend. I don't think that <laughs> I think that a lot of people would say that. Listen, we're pizza boys. Evan and I eat pizza more than we'd care to admit. Yes, but I think that you you like hot and ready. Like this is this is your jam. This is something I, that I you, love. Little Caesars for ages. Damn, huh. dude. Okay. So, how different is the as a Little Caesars aficionado? How different is the pizza, the hot and ready's from the old pizza? Is it like a different recipe, or is it's it? The same, does, it's like a little. It is a little cheaper made. Like I feel like they mm-hmm. are a little skimpier with it, but it's still really good to me. Right. And the nice thing is, you can get like uh, add on. Like you can get like I'd like a large crust, please, and they'll like pan it for you for like eight dollars or Dude, yeah, like, that right? thick crust is real good from there. I really it's like so the thick airy. crust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. That it's almost is, like a Pizza Hut pizza. If if I'm not wrong, that is Detroit style pizza. It's so fucking weird to me that every like location in the United States has their own. Because now I just found out there's Minneapolis style pizza. Minneapolis What's that style. Uh, that is where Mini. there's like almost no Minneapolis. Mini, wait, what did I say? <laughs> Minneapolis. So so mini version of that place in, <laughs> yeah. in Maryland. Yep. Minneapolis style pizza. Correct. It's I guess it's where like the cr- the the sauce and cheese go right to the edge. There's almost no like huh. crust portion. It's like just that. like yeah, me well, too. Because the crust is. Hold on, are we are we best friends? Is the crust the worst part of a pizza? Yeah. Hell yes, absolutely. That's true, Evan. You're looking at me like you hate me. If you get the dips, you guys gotta get the fucking dips. Treat it like a breadstick, well, yeah, buddy. If you need an outside source to make it taste good, boom. Exactly. Yeah, so I can just put ranch on any pizza crust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It tastes great, but Wait. that doesn't mean it's the best part of the pizza. Yeah, 
nobody's going to say their favorite food is broccoli because they dipped it in apple pie, you dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, no, no, crust sucks. You want that goop, you want the cheese, you want the meat, and the bread, take it or leave it. I'll tell you what, at CeCe's, Okay, cheese. first you up, leave my, the bread at CeCe's. Exactly. <laughs> that's, and that's how you compete with your friends, because that tells you how many pieces you've eaten, <laughs> because you leave the crust on the table. <laughs> Dude, have uh, you yeah. had the mac and cheese pizza at CeCe's? It's so fuck. Every pizza at CeCe's is so fucking good. I love it. It's amazing. Do you not like it? What? I love the mac and cheese one, but not every. I, m- most of the, che- the pizza there I hate. Oh, are you see? Well, see, here's my thing. Like, I know it's cheap. For pizza, but... like, I would, I always prefer quantity over quality. So Shame. at oh, okay. CeCe's, I can eat f- 5,500 calories for $7. Like, holy well, shit. Little Caesar should be your second favorite. Little, listen, Little Caesars is not bad. I have a big party every year, and I get 25 pizzas, and I'm forced to get Little Caesars, because anywhere else that would cost me, like, $700. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so so I'm down on Little Caesars. Listen, I'm down on all pizzas, but if you gave me my choice, God, wait, no, because I'm still fucking up, because I would say it would be a hometown pizza joint or CeCe's, which are polar opposites from one another. <laughs> If you are from someplace in the United States who does not have a CC's, just so you know what it is, it's like a Shakey's. It's like a fucking, like, just shit-ass pizza, pizza buffet. buffet. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> just contextualizing for our West Coasters in the audience. Their breadsticks are, re- our cheese sticks are really good. They're amazing. Yeah. Those I, are, I feel like, like, top-notch. Not in, yeah. con- not in context of just being at CC's, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they- just as bread, our cheese sticks. They're so good. They are some floppy ass, like, and I love, see, here's another hot and ready take from me, is I like it when things are floppy. I'll have floppy bacon over crispy bacon. I'll have floppy Ditto. french fries over crispy french fries. Ditto. Like, fucking, I'm with you, wh- I'm with you on every step friends, of that. We're best friends, Brant. So I'm just going to, every time I make dinner from now on, I'm just going to lube it up for you. Please, take the bacon out of the package. Five seconds each. No, don't do that. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Although I had a friend in high school who used to eat hot dogs out of the package. Yeah, that's disgusting. Which, Oh, that's like something like an old man does. Like, that's, that's like depression after era. His, that's like depression era died. meal. Yeah. Like, have, you, have you seen that online? Like the depression era recipes? No, they're garbage. Oh, like ketchup soup and shit. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like it's. I mean, who's nostalgic for that? Yes. Although, Brant, this is this is a. Uh, perhaps uh, 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 prescient to your current Twitter feed, because I feel like your roommate just made a Depression-era recipe, like, today or yesterday, <laughs> right? Recently, like, yeah, she made the... This, so she's doing low-carb, so she has low-carb oh, bagels, but I she see. that doesn't mean you got to do what she did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. Which, can it you describe a, it for me? Yeah, it's bagel. She toasted a bagel and put cream cheese on it and then chopped up hot dog pieces and put them all over it. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a pizza because it was round and little circles, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's keto pizza. <laughs> Disgusting <laughs> cream cheese hot dog pizza. <laughs> Delightful. Um, Brant... Pivot away from pizza here. Let's talk about, uh, you are, of course, a musician of note. What, uh, you, you do uh, chiptune music. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of influences, where, where did your music sort of come from? What did you listen to growing up? All that sort of shit. Um, let's see. Good question. So... Thank you. <laughs> Give me everything. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst question. Go on. Just do everything for me. <laughs> Interview yourself, please. <laughs> the first, like, not Hootie and the Blowfish or MC Hammer CD I bought was Guar. Oh, oh holy shit! Like, to rancid, and then like pro- that's why on one of my albums I have a cover of like a chiptune cover of a Guar song. Yeah, I would never have guessed that though, judging from your uh, <laughs> judging from your other songs and your albums. Yeah, uh, I mean, just the, because it's the first doesn't mean it's 
everything. But still, it yeah, was yeah. a big influence. For- I mean, then it was like Primus and like you know Corn. I loved Corn when I was little, yeah. like a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I feel like oh, that's good, and it's good to to hear from another side of this because you've already expressed your distaste for the Brandon Ladies, which is one hundred percent understandable. I think a lot of people. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You can finish. You can finish. Not on this podcast. <laughs> but I, I feel like every time we have somebody who likes the Brannigan Ladies as a kid, they came from the same background, which is, of course, the holy trinity of, of Weird Al, They Might Be Giants, and uh, what the fuck is Moxie the third? Fruvis. Moxie Fruvis. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, like, I don't getting know the somebody Oh, okay. They're like a Canadian fucking goofy gotcha. ass band. Um, but yeah, so 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 coming from somebody who likes guar and corn, I feel like that's the new metal that we need injected <laughs> into well, this equation. That's just my childhood. Like, I mean, well, I mean, even then, before that, I had every Weird Al tape. Like, I had like a eight or nine like cassette tapes that I would carry around. So it's it's not just that, uh, right? And I like them. See how I describe. Look, I know it's me. And it's not the bare naked ladies. Like I know right. it's my my bad on this, but like they're basically to me they always are like not like satirical enough to be cake, which you know they're kind of sim- similar to cake, but cake's Ooh, very satirical, sure. a little more biting, while they're still being kind of silly. But mm-hmm. at least they're saying something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they're not like artsy enough to be. They might be giants, like. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the one, the Call Me Collie song you gave me is a little more they might be giants ish <laughs> than their other ones that I yeah. Played. And uh, and we'll definitely get to that in a sec, but yeah, this is this is a I definitely gave you a a I don't know I want to say that it's a non traditional Bernie Lady song, but actually I think it's kind of middle of the road. Yeah, like I mean, this is a song that they would write if you ask the computer to write a Bernie right. Lady song, it might spit out "Call Me Calmly." Um, boy, but yeah, okay, I definitely see where you're going there. Did you have any sort of interaction with with the band at all, uh, sort of growing up, or did you? I mean, obviously you probably heard one week on the radio or something like that his voice that's a big thing too and i know that's on me but i hate his voice Hot like i hate the take. way that's he sings <laughs> again that's me and i know that i'm not saying he's a bad singer or whatever i just yeah, i yeah. hate hearing his voice for and sure call me calmly really uh <laughs> really like put that on display like the things i hate about it he sounds like a yeah. weird muppet like, <laughs> squeezing out a weird voice it's so funny because i, I think it's uh, i think it's almost like cilantro because like yeah, yeah that's was, a good way to put it like because like i i hear nothing weird about his voice but we've had guests on here before who've literally said to us is this what he always sounds like mm-hmm. like does he always do yeah, it's this weird. which what is guests very do you like have that don't know the bare naked ladies voices yeah, right. uh, yeah, we exactly. get a lot of guests. We have a lot of guests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Je- Jesse Thorne was the one who was very confused about whether this was normal or not. <laughs> so, which is totally understandable. And I think I'm, I think I'm in a transitional phase phase because I loved. I came into this podcast being a, a page boy, right? And then I'm slowly transitioning to liking Ed more and more and Page less and less. Sure. Like the vo- the vocal the, on the vocals. Well, I'd like to see how your red shift blue shift goes about a year from now when we're knee deep <laughs> into like all in good time and we're and you're listening to all Ed all the time. Yeah. I'm just curious we'll to see. see. We will see. Yes, indeed. Um. So, uh, but uh, but you never you never really had any uh, you know, outside of the radio, of course, one week and shit. Um, but uh, you never really had any. You never owned their albums. You never had a friend who dragged you to a concert or anything. No, nah, no big interaction with them. Like I had yeah, the yeah. normal. Like and I had the like. I mean, uh, pinch me was like again. That's another Ed Robertson one because For I, sure. I, I'd, uh, though it's all been done. Like it's a that's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all been and done. That's, and that's <laughs> Stephen Page, but it's like. It's still like, like, there's nothing about the song that really bugs me. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I love that is a lot of people's highest uh, praise for Brenna Good Ladies. Is, this song does not bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not want to turn it off when I heard it. Um, yeah, that's that is, uh, I think, totally valid and interesting. And I always like getting that perspective when we have guests on who are like, not a fan, because then I think... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think this is the perfect litmus test is this song because it's like, what do you think? This is them encapsulated and we'll talk about it. Uh, talk about it momentarily. Um, all right. Well, hey, beyond that, I guess let's go ahead and get to this week's song. Shall we have? Let's do it. All right. Cool. You look like you were falling asleep. <laughs> All right, so this week's song is called Call Me Calmly. And if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. So we always like to kind of ask the guests first. So Brent, had you ever heard this song before? No. Okay. What was <laughs> your first? Hasn't heard this song, man. <laughs> I, by the way, I love. I, I asked you because we also know each other, uh, and I asked you, "Hey, yeah. dude, do you want to be on my podcast?" And you said, "Yeah, sure." And then we <laughs> we decided on a date, and then I said, "Okay, great. If you'll listen to Call Me Calmly," and you said, "Wait, what is this fucking podcast about?" I said, oh, I forgot to tell you, it's a bare naked ladies <laughs> podcast. Uh, so I blindsided of, you with uh, not just uh, the invitation, of, but this song in general. So having heard this song for the first time, what was your initial impression of it? Uh, I don't hate the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the pre-chorus is the pre-chorus. The pre-chorus the pre is great. That, yes. I've got this crazy feeling you've been trying yeah, to get to part. me. Oh, yeah. that's, I've got that underlined. That's actually my favorite part of the song, too. I, it might be mine, too. That, that part, ding, 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 Everyone gets a hot and ready. <laughs> the hand-holding glove. Uh, yeah, that because that part, like, that part feels to me, that bridge, feel or the pre-chorus feels like, um, like, it feels like a, like, road music, like yeah. a traveling sort of song. And I'm not sure if it's just, like, the, the, the way the guitar is being strummed in that part, or the big open, mm -hmm. like, open chords, or whatever it is. But, yeah, I thought that was really kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, that having been said, Brent, did you feel like that was in opposition to the rest of the song? <laughs> um, you can I mean, be 100% okay, honest. <laughs> it, I mean, it, obviously it fits in the kind of, like it doesn't sound like it's out of place in the song, but it just right. the rest of the song doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, we're kind of going in on instrumentation first. So let's okay. talk about, yeah, the, the instrumentation to the song. Like I was totally into those at the beginning of every line, we had the big guitar chords that, mm -hmm. that just kind of persisted throughout the song. It wasn't really strumming. It was just like an open feeling. I was bored. I liked that. Um, I, yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel the same way. I thought that this song had a lot 
that was questionable about well, it. Good. Trying good things. Oh yeah, I yeah, definitely I mean, think like what I don't know, Evan. What were you? They, they say? threw the. I mean, the strings. Strings are always a, a good addition for like, sure, especially like, on the the get to me section mm-hmm. when they're like, Duh, like mm-hmm. they're they're kind of winding into the chorus and I mean, this, part. This song sounded like. I like heard the opening chorus or the opening chords and I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a BNL song like from <laughs> jump. Like, I mean, even like the, the first, the intro, like the, the rhyme pattern of the first intro is basically, um, I live with it every day, basically. So, uh, you, you and, and I, I were meant to be, <laughs> even though you don't well, know me. You know what? It's it's kind of, it's a weird rhyme pattern in the first, because B and me is such a simple fucking rhyme. So we've got the AA, and then name mine, board, afford, halfway. So, like, we've got these weird, like, unmatched pairs. So he's well, not Stephen doing Stephen Page does that. He does that. Like in fucking, I live with it every day, a heartbreaking poop. <laughs> right. But I, I kind of, I do like lyrically how they're branching out here and, mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, not just doing the stuff that they did two albums ago, which is, like, rhyming couplets, rhyming couplets. Like, so... I would never notice had I not been, you know, analyzing it, listening to it like 40 times. But like, I do think it's cool that he's, because it sounds very natural. It sounds like uh, more poetic, I guess, mm-hmm. than it would a couple albums ago. I thought it was cool um, that he was kind of, you know, moving things along there. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, did you like that That it was like I live with it every day or not? Uh, you well, didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. I liked the song at first because it sounded like a bare naked lady song. But the more I listen, it's like my relationship with this song is like to to sort of jump into the subject matter is like some guy who sees porn and is like, man, it'd be awesome to be a fucking male porn actor. You just have sex with hot ladies every day. Then gets his wish is in porn and is like having sex with ladies all the time but it's like work because you have to like I mean, there's like 40 <laughs> other people in the room. Sure. And is that what basic and- service 60 bucks means to you? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, but I, I think this is definitely about a, a sex worker, right? <laughs> but like, but so so he gets into the porn business and he's like, "Shit, this is an actual job. I hate this." <laughs> right. So this song at first is like, "Yeah, okay, this is a good song," and then the more I do it, the less I like it. <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah, I I can see. Never do what you love because then it just becomes work. <laughs> Never you do what you love for a job. Yeah. Uh, and I've actually talked to musicians who are like, I quit my job to do music full time, and now I fucking hate music because <laughs> I get up and I have to write. I don't know, Brent. What's your what's your stance on that? You you music full time, correct? Oh yeah, I'm super happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, cool. All right, never mind. Do what you love. <laughs> it depends on the person. I was I was using a specific scenario. <laughs> For sure. With a dumb, with well, a no, dumb college a frat thing. bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think. Um, yeah, I, I, so let's, let's, let's jump in lyrically then let's take a little pivot here. So, I mean, I think that you are, you've hit the nail on the head here in that this song is probably about a sex worker, right? Probably. Did you get that as well? (laughs) I didn't, but now re like rereading it with that in mind. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and cause the first, the first verse is like, whatever. I mean, at first you might not know, but then yeah, basic service, 60 bucks. But then there's all these fucking weird poker metaphors. You I'll deal the hand. You try your luck. A pair gets me a week in rent and a straight gets me even more. But then, I mean, it, it kind of dawns slowly that, like, are you ashamed of what you've done? All we've did is have some fun. I won't judge and I won't tell. I'll forget you when you've gone. 
Um, but yeah, I think this is this definitely kind of has to be about a sex worker. But one thing that I love is that again, we're talking about Stephen Page branching out. Every single song previous to this has been about a shitty boyfriend. He's changing up his POV. Nope, I like that. I love it. We're finally getting a song about somebody who's not like, great. This is a great. Yeah, this person seems to be pretty happy with their, their job choice. Pretty sure. happy with their life. Like, yeah. Pretty dismissive of anyone like working stiffs and yeah. things like that. So Yeah. <laughs> what if someday I was free is such a funny line to me. Like, yeah. boy, I wish I could be a sex <laughs> worker. I don't, I, I'm not sure if she wonders, like, do people idolize okay. me? But... Here's a question. Is the sex worker that Stephen Page is describing a male or female? Uh, or, I mean, or. I, do, I think it has yeah. to be a female. Does Let it? me tell you why. Okay. I think that, uh, well, see what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm presuming that the, the John here is a male, but because I, I do think that the line in a straight gets me even more is mm-hmm. kind of a tongue in cheek, like, you know, I, like I, I see that, but I think, I mean, it could, it could be a, like a, a, pro, a male prostitute who sleeps with the other guys, which. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a, a pair gets me a week in rent. Clearly we're yeah. talking about rent boys here. Well, that would be, <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I mean, it would make more. It would it would feed into the uh, his talking about uh, shame, the, the shame that they feel because there's like an extra, at least in like American society, yeah, like, an, was... like his. So he could be sleeping with men, closeted, you know, men. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't considered that. But then I don't know. I don't know because then I feel like you were lonely. I was bored. I mean, wouldn't he use a different adjective than lonely to describe the person? Like, oh, maybe not. I guess maybe that kind of fits, huh? Yeah, it does <laughs> fit. Don't get all fucking haughty with me because you've brought up something interesting. Well, I brought up something and then you said it was wrong and then you like slowly convinced yourself it was right. And then you came to me and go, is this right? <laughs> you made me, you inceptioned me. You made me feel like I had the idea in the first place. You did a good job. That's how you convince people of things. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I truly think that this is an agendered song. I, I, yeah. I think that there, there, I mean, there's I mean, it, no... it, it could apply to either. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, I mean, there's, yeah. So it's fine. I like that the, um, the sex worker in the song isn't a victim. Because that's sort of a common trope. Yes. And isn't worthy, yeah. isn't like isn't looking for pity or anything. They're like, yeah, yeah. I love my job. Yeah, this my, is, I like doing it. Yeah, my like, job is great. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're paying me money. Like, yeah, I, man, I don't know. That's good. I like that. Um, I did think that the poker metaphors on the second verse were fucking dumb. That's some dumb, like, why? So here, I, I didn't know if they were, he was trying to like work it in but i didn't know if the the sex worker was actually like is part of their shtick right all right you want to sleep with me well pick a card any card and it'll determine like the how much you pay so you could get like a free a free night or if you draw this but then i i don't know like i thought i was like i was reading it literally (laughs) sure 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 i was reading i i don't know what i mean i didn't like the poker metaphor until you said the sex worker thing because the straight thing and then the pair thing because you know Uh that works in the context really well yep for the sex worker stuff. Yeah. So how did you how did you read it? Uh, not having thought that this was about a sex worker, I wonder. Just how a you... bunch of shit. Like that's what <laughs> all their songs are. I don't. Jeez. I don't think... No, I'm just joking. What <laughs> I've read of their take. what I've read of their lyrics is just a bunch of stacked up like 
here's something that sounds clever. Like that's yes. what it always came off to me as. They do do a lot of like this line is clever. Uh, so like yeah, basically I've written a song around this clever line I thought of. But but here's here's my thing though is that I I don't feel like you're out of the ballpark because I feel like there's a lot of lyrics in this song that are fucking dumb and meaningless. For example, I don't know what I mean. Yeah, where, where is that again? That's in the bridge. Yeah, the fucking insane no. bridge. What the fuck is up with that bridge? <laughs> what's what's the what's the uh Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, love is never in between. If it isn't one thing, then it's always something else. I don't even know what I mean. <laughs> I thought that, that it was nothing. Would sum up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this talking about? Love is never in between. If it isn't one thing, then it's always something else. I don't even know what I mean. I thought that it was nothing. Now I can't find nothing else. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this bridge is stupid meaningless gibberish bullshit i, I did anybody wow, have an sick. interpretation of it i just i didn't know what the fuck was up with it like it just came out of nowhere yeah like i mean it's still in the same key signature as the song but right. it's like a totally different song that they just shoved into this song yes yeah and I, I i didn't mind it, it but it, it was like it didn't feel like it fit. It feels very bohemian rhapsody paranoid yeah. android like we had two small ideas <laughs> so we put them together well, what i'm thinking is this is one of this is a case where Steve wrote the song and then Ed wrote the bridge or something like because we've had that happen in the past. Yeah, where... but it doesn't credit Ed on this as a song. Okay, writer, but so yeah, I don't know. Like, so it, I feel like it. It sort of here was my dumbass interpretation of it. I think we've suddenly switched POVs and now we're looking through the POV of a police officer <laughs> who is because okay, like oh, you can't hide. And the, then that we have that that voice that sounds like it's coming through a megaphone or like a CB radio. I said, but at least you tried to. Oh! Like, do you know what I mean? Do you- no, I, no, I get what you're saying. With this new context of the song, I like, yeah, yeah. It's still, the first part doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't even know what I mean. I thought it was nothing. Now I can't find nothing else. But that last part, the, oh, you can't hide, but at least you tried to, especially with the CB radio sort of filter on it, felt like it could have been like somebody who is trying to, you know, may- maybe a, a, a fake John who was trying to pick her up in order to arrest her or some sort of entrapment scandal thing here. Um, but I, I don't, that, that was meaningless to me. Um yeah, it was it was very hard. That also the other line that was meaningless to me um, is in the damn chorus. I've got this crazy feeling you've been trying to get to me. Is he trying? Like I, my my read of it was that. This John is actually trying to date the pros- the sex worker. But the John doesn't even know her name. Right. He's trying to well, get yeah, he's trying to them. To get it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So he just sees because well, the, they on- don't say their real name usually. Yeah. No, in, yeah, like, that's this true. Context. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sex worker doesn't. Yeah, so he just sees the sex worker on the street and says, I'm going to date her? No, it's like um, for a lot of, and I, I've read some articles by uh, sort of more higher end sex workers uh-huh. like where they they talk about the, like it's like a sort of confessional thing and a lot of times the more you charge the more it less the less it becomes about sex right that's what they and the they more it becomes about like cuddling or just like being in a relationship and like emotional support and sure. the, one of the women who was writing says her that most of her high-end clients 
don't even ha- they don't even have sex really or, like it's just like they just want the support of the emotional so uh, that's how i read it like this is sort of a because this this uh, sex worker seems like they're very sort of happy and like they, sure. they've got they've got this figured out right and so i'm thinking that like Again, I don't think Stephen Page has read the same articles I have, but, <laughs> especially but, not in 1994 yeah. or so, whatever this fucking song. So, came like, out. It, it the the Johns are more looking for emotional support, looking for like trying to get huh. to them. Is, is is how I read it? And yeah, I don't think that's how it was meant. But yeah. again, that's just what I read. Uh, I think that's interesting. I, I I and you may you may actually be onto something there. You may actually, for once in your stupid ass life, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good that's a good interpretation of it. Um. All you right, just go drink toilet water, shouldn't I? <laughs> yes, you should. All right, somebody, somebody. Well, yeah, this is your pinnacle. <laughs> this is your pinnacle. Pinnacle. <laughs> Goddamn. Pinnacle. <laughs> I love this. Is your pinnacle? All right, you said you said <laughs> Minneapolis, and I said pinnacle. <laughs> yes. Now, Evan, you have to fuck up, please. I already did. Oh, that's what, right. You were just making fun of me for it. Uh, yeah. You're. <laughs> what? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Got you again, uh, fucker. S- somebody sell me on the on the title here. Call me calmly. So, like, what? I, I, like, is this is this literally like? Because this is too early for cell phones. So, like, it's not like call me as in like call my phone and I'll meet you somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. think because she's probably on the street. She's she's uh, you know. What's well, a business transaction? Uh, okay. So, and I'm sure he's nervous. Yeah. Who the oh, fuck? Okay. What kind of? I mean, you don't want to like. Hey, hey, hey get up, get into my house right now. <laughs> I want to fuck you. Like, yeah. Like, who? What fucking sex worker would would agree to that? Right, like, right, right. Like, that's not a good thing. You want to be, you want to be dealt with professionally, right? Yeah, but 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 it's paired with the line. I've got this crazy feeling you've been trying to get to me, but all you have to do is call me calmly. Right. What I'm seeing is the juxtaposition of this John who wants a relationship, right, versus the sex worker who wants it to be a business transaction right okay so uh, you're trying you're trying to read something that's not there but all you all but this is a business transaction all you need to do is call me i'll show up we'll fuck okay it's a it's you know a pair okay basic service 60 bucks right right (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) okay Huh, interesting. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good uh, interpretation. Thank of it. you. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> this is another episode of the guest and Evan team up. Actually, it's not. It's just Evan teams up on Saker. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I like this song had a lot of energy, though. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that this isn't. I went on Setlist FM to see how often they played this song live. Once. Ooh. Once, uh, yeah, in... I was gonna say I couldn't find any live video of it because I like to watch live footage. I think. Yeah, yeah, me too. We we always like to talk about the live versions. They played it once in two thousand and six. Hmm. So like, tw- uh, ten years after the song came out, they played it once live, and it has less than twenty five hundred YouTube hits. Right? No comments on the on the official YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So like, this baffles me. Like, it seems like like it's not a great Bernie Lady song. It is like a. I think it's like the perfect bare naked lady song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's got a stupid, meaningless bridge. It's somewhat catchy. It's you know, it, you know, it, it's energetic. But like, where this this is like just a transition song on this album that leads from one place to another. I wonder if they sequenced it differently. And we'll talk about sequencing at the end of the album, mm-hmm. of course, as we always do. But like, if if it could if it could have been more than it was, because um, I, I I don't know. It just feels like it's 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 floating in the in the ether here. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts? I don't even know what I'm saying, really. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. It could be one thing. It could I mean. be something else. Uh, I thought it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. Find nothing else. I don't know. Do you do you have songs like that, uh, Brant, where you feel like 
you know, if you had sequenced them differently on your album, they might be bigger hits than they are. Like, do you think that sequencing can come into play when determining a song's hit or miss ratio? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I've thought about it because I always think really hard about like how I lay an album out. Right. Uh, Yeah. Like, because I always think about like, you know, like what the first song is either going to be something loves it or someone always, always skips it. Right. I would always like be like, I don't know the first track. That's why I put a fucking overture on my first album. I was like, well, if I'm going to have the weight of the first song being a thing, then at least it's a song that's like not a normal song. For sure. That makes sense. Um, But uh, I mean, I often just put mine in, except for the last one, but I put mine in like uh, order of kind of like energy, like keep like flowing and never like. Sure. Fast, slow, fast, slow. You know, I don't have a lot of slower songs, but like, right. Try and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, like, subject-wise, it doesn't always matter. The last album was uh, like a pop opera type thing, so it was exactly like the structure of the the order the of the songs very important. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's interesting. I just don't because, like, I guess you can never know also what's going to be a hit or what's going to be a good like a standout track on an album I offhand. Think you can have an idea. Well, that's true. Like, I like this song more than, but then people could like, you know, just totally not pay it. I mean, listen, 2D6 is meaningless, but like, I think there are songs that we thought like, oh, it's going to be the hit, the, the hit from the out, the hit in humongous quotes, but mm-hmm. like, you know, people have not really paid attention to it and they like other songs more, which is totally fine. But this song is slotted in between The Old Apartment, which mm-hmm. was the biggest radio hit from this album, and Break Your Heart which is another fucking boffo. So it tends to be like, even though it has this energy, it just tends to be like this meaningless, like filler between two hits. So it's a mid album song. I it's, mean, what yeah, the it's fuck a deep cut. It's the, it's the it, it, perfect example of a deep cut. It's the pinochle of a deep cut. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, you, you don't hope that you don't, I hope that they also don't write a song. thinking it's going to be filler. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like what becomes a hit can be just random. Yeah, sometimes. I, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the instrumentation for this song. We already did that, right? Well, we did. We ch- touched on it, but did we really get into it? I mean, we talked about the open guitar sound. We talked about the orchestral mm-hmm. hits. Is there anything else that stood out to either one of you insofar as the instrumentation was concerned? Or nope, says Evan, <laughs> without saying anything. I mean, nah. I mean, composition-wise, it was more They Might Be Giants than I've heard them do, just like with a little... Yeah, All what the what, stops what, and stuff. What said they might be giants to you about this song? Just like the little stops and the little, like it would sound. Oh yeah. How yeah. do I? How do I? Just, it would sound good on a ukulele. Yeah, <laughs> sort of, like how do you? Like it sounds like it's written on a not like because it like mm-hmm. ukulele songs they're either really simple or they have like a bunch of like chord changes and a bunch of little sure. stops and stuff. I feel like I, yeah. that's that's Wait. just completely my own. No, I know it definitely. Of it. it definitely had like a don't let start sort of vibe to like the yeah. to the to the beats. Yeah, yeah. The I rhythm, could I should hear say. that. Yeah, I, I definitely think that might be true. Um, yeah. I, Whereas, I like, one week is like two, three chords the whole time, but this oh, one's sure. more like complex. Yeah, it was. Do you think? Uh, do you think it suffers from being complex, or do you think that no. adds as much as? Okay, no. <laughs> you think if it were simpler, it would be even worse. Well, I mean, yeah. You gotta. I'm obviously you gotta have both. I mean, obviously, In my opinion, you gotta have both if you're this kind of band. Sure. Uh, you can't. Mm-hmm. I hope you don't just do just three chords every damn time. Which no, they they get more interesting with their chords. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, I have the only other thing is that I have written down that the bridge is a car wreck, which we already yeah. talked about. <laughs> uh, Ev, did you have anything else you want to talk about with I mean, this it's, song? It's interesting that the prostitute never kills anyone. 
because oh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Do your horror movie read. Because they're a vampire. They are a vampire. Okay, please tell me why the prostitute is a vampire. Oh, well, just I mean, this is like a call me calmly. Uh-huh. Great title for a horror movie. 2015. 2015? IMDb. <laughs> okay, go the ahead. IMDb starring Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris and uh, Benicio del Toro. Okay, great. Go ahead. And what is this movie about? A chance encounter with a sex worker leaves Benicio del Toro's character with a like terrifying STD. <laughs> oh, it's like it follows. It's like of? it follows or like it's like body horror or something uh-huh. like that, like a, a, the addiction or um, species or something like that. Any type of body horror. Okay. So he slowly degrades over the course of the thing and he's trying to trying to get to her okay <laughs> when all he needs to do is call her calmly huh. so he needs to like track her down calmly but he's like losing control of his body and his mind okay but getting to her will solve the uh well, yeah you gotta we'll he's trying him. to he's trying to find the find out what the fuck is going on okay right? <laughs> sure like there's no like it follows moment where he wakes up like tied to a chair and like yeah that demon's gonna come and fuck you and then it's gonna kill you <laughs> no, the demon's gonna come and fuck you i like even more. it does <laughs> it's the sex demon that, that's what it follows demon does it turns into like your grandma and fucks you then kills you yeah. what Wait, does it? Do you see? Well, it no, it spreads. It doesn't. It doesn't fuck you. Yeah, I was gonna it say. Well, there's the, <laughs> no, 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 there's the uh, like the scene where it's killing that guy, and it's like, is the, it having sex with him? Oh, I think yeah. it's on top of him. I think oh. it's like literally having sex with him. Uh, maybe I forgot that part. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I watched that movie with my horror phobic wife, who oh. I think loved it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, so, so this is sort of like a body horror. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and a, and a vampire prostitute's a well-worn trope for sure. Like. So, and I mean, it could be, this could also be if the prostitute's male, uh-huh. this could be like a Nightmare on Elm Street situation where the whole thing is like a metaphor for coming out in the 80s. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah. So you don't need to be ashamed. No. You don't need to hide. Yeah. All we well, did was have some hide. fun. You can't hide what you truly are. <laughs> you, not, you can't hide, but at least you tried to. You're call, right. Call that me could... calmly. Call me what I am. Call me calmly. Oh. I am an out and proud male. Boy, yeah. If this, call me by your name. If this were a, a a metaphor for for homosexuality as expressed through prostitution i think that you are giving stephen page way more credit for this my horror reads my horror reads they always come out yeah 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 that's this is a spooky wait do you horror read every episode every episode this album so the first album is how is it related to vampires the second album was what episode of full house is it most like (laughs) and this album is if this were a horror movie what would it be because every every song title on this album is the perfect title for a horror movie (laughs) the old apartment (laughs) call me come come. break your heart (laughs) i love break your heart can't wait to hear that one um yeah okay uh brant what'd you think anything else you wanted to bring up before we move along to rating it um not because just my other most of my thoughts were just kind of ended up that I wrote down were more just about bare naked ladies. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure. Is there anything uh, else mean, you want to say? What, well, I mean, I just like Stephen Page more, and I already—I mean, not sorry, Ed Robinson more. Yeah. I guess yeah, I said that already. Sure. I'm more like, especially watching like live video. Um, like he's funny. He's like yes. real clever and like silly and funny. <laughs> for sure. And, like would make like I would I would be happy to see a show of theirs. Like there's oh, plenty yeah. of bands that I would listen to on a CD that I would mm-hmm. see a show of, and Bare Naked Ladies. This is for sure one of them, and that's yeah. only because they, they do a, really? they do a great concert. They do. I'm amazed that for as much as you despise Bare Naked Ladies, that you would go see a Bare Naked Ladies show. That surprises me. That'd be fun. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't hate them. I just they just never really. They just always kind of rub me the wrong way a little bit. But like, I will have grown up. I will have you know that <laughs> I've listened to new metal in goddamn years. So like I've listened. I've moved on a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. When I when I told you, oh, you have to listen to Call Me, Call Me, you're like, is your podcast about your guests listening to a song they hate? So <laughs> immediately. I, well, I that was doubt. a funnier thing to say. Yeah, so it's like, true, yeah. <laughs> I'm not big on them. I like it. Uh, all right, cool, cool. So let's go ahead and get to the rating section. Okay, so we are going to rate this song. As usual, we rate every song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The less clothes, the fewer clothes, this song has on the more nice <laughs> the gooder it is <laughs> the better the song is so as usual evan we'll start with you give our guests a little time to think about their rating scale what is this song to you this song is going to a chippendales club mm-hmm. and the guy the big beefcakes come out and start taking off their clothes and mm-hmm. you're like okay okay i can get into this mm-hmm. and they're down to their but like at every piece of clothing they take off it becomes a little bit more a little less thrilling so like it's <laughs> so like they look like beefcakes but like they take their they take their like shirt off and they've got like i, I don't know like they're just they're like all, a like, horrible they're, tattoo yeah a horrible <laughs> tattoo they're, like their skin is like flabby or something <laughs> like that and they're like real bad acne and like <laughs> okay, not acne, what you yeah. expected yeah, 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 the more yeah. clothes they take off the more uncomfortable you become because <laughs> I, I liked i feel like this song was trying to take its clothes off the whole fucking time <laughs> right and it's a i mean it's a midless song so right. it's, I mean, it's it's definitely partially naked, but right. the, the parts, the naked parts are stuff I don't really want to see. <laughs> okay, sure. So yeah. that was my... Okay, sure. I think mine is right along the same as yours, where it's a sex worker. So, you know, I pull up in my car. I open the door. She gets in. We agree on a fee. We go to a 60 hotel. Bucks. $60. That's actually pretty cheap, Basic service. Yeah, for sure, right? Well, for the 90s, though, I don't know if that's a... So what is $60 in 90s money? $110. Okay. We agree on a weird number for some reason. <laughs> Almost twice yeah. as much. I don't think so. <laughs> I've never, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I've never hired a prostitute. How much was McPizza back in the day? I can't remember. (laughs) Okay, so we agree on a fee. We go to the hotel. And then, like, um, she's like, I just need to go get changed in the other room. And then, you know, she goes to the bathroom. She gets changed. I get ready. And then she comes out. And she has, uh, she's just got, like, uh, a couple, like, a corset on. Mm -hmm. And she unlaces the corset in front of me. But as she unlaces it, like, it becomes this Lovecraftian, like, tentacles come out from the corset and mouths and eyes. And it fucking devours me whole. Like, it just eats me. You hate this song that much? There's, no. (laughs) I think this song is pretty naked, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) I think that there's a lot, there's some good shit going on in this song. But in the end, I think it destroys what it wants to save. I think its metaphors are fucking terrible. I I think it has meaningless lyrics that could easily be cut from the song. I think it does a good job. It's naked, but it's naked in all the wrong ways. So like the course it's so weird because I don't like this band that much, but with the take uh, about the sex worker, yeah. this song has way better metaphors than I thought before. <laughs> yes, it's better, but still is it good? I, I don't, don't think they're good. It's in the context of what I like. Oh, well then except uh, for the bridge. No, you can like you can say what you like. But but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just weird that like I came in with a song, be like, no, but like whenever I put context or I put that context, sure, to it, that's sort of it our... adds up a lot to me. Yeah, you're not the first guest that we've yeah, somehow that's, turned. That's, well, that's sort of our <laughs> mo on this podcast is getting people who feel one way about the bare naked ladies and making them feel better about <laughs> yeah. it, or feel worse about it. I don't know. I, don't know. I, think, we've, I think we've generally convinced people the bare naked ladies are a better band that's than they thought true. they were, which is the purpose of this podcast, I guess. right? The first of this podcast is to hang out with my friend Evan yep. and talk to famous people who I like. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Brant, uh, what did you think? On a scale of bare naked and fully clothed, what's your rating for this song? Oh, pretty chilly outside. <laughs> okay. Less body horror than your two examples. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so what do we got? Like a snowsuit or like a light jacket? Nah, nah. Well, I would. I came in snowsuit. I came in like, <laughs> oh man, it's you gotta wrap your face up because the wind's sure. really cold. <laughs> yeah, full ba- uh, balaclava ski mask. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A nice, a nice windbreaker. Maybe not, not bare ass lady, but like a. <laughs> But like a nice little windbreaker and and some track pants, nothing too. Some oh. shorts, some shorts and a windbreaker. I'm going with shorts and a windbreaker now. And a ki- I love it because like, hey, what fucking season is it? Wear a jacket or wear long pants or no? Ja- yeah. Like, because this song is confusing. I frequently <laughs> yeah. wear shorts and a windbreaker. You do? Because I love wearing shorts, but I also want to stay warm. You fucked up, dude. <laughs> Like, I feel like, if I may pitch you on something, Brant, maybe this is a stripper who came out in a full snowsuit and balaclava and then started stripping and took off the ski mask and took off the snowsuit. And beneath, she's still wearing a bunch of clothes and you expect her to take the rest off, but then she just leaves the <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> Yeah, It's like she's naked under the windbreaker, but yeah. she never unzips it. Yeah, Always exactly. leave him wanting more. Yeah, it leaves you wanting more, I guess. That's sort <laughs> of good. Uh, all right, Brant. It was a pleasure to have you yeah. on. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug before you get out of love here? Love your music. Uh, uh, I don't know. Go to my uh, sites, like Professor Shy Guy, <laughs> like Twitter.com slash Instagram.com slash anything Professor Shy Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash Facebook slash Professor Shy Guy. Yeah, Speaking that'll work. Hey, this, uh, this comes out on November 6th. Do you have any cons or concerts or anything coming up? I have, um, let's see, BlurryCon in New Jersey on November middle. Let me look. <laughs> Are, there's a BlurryCon in New Jersey? No, wait, we no, DerpyCon. DerpyCon. I, I was going to say we just played a BlurryCon in Ohio. <laughs> I was like, that was in my brain, yeah. Uh, <laughs> DerpyCon is November the weekend of November 9th. Cool, cool. And That's then I'm fun. playing YamaCon, not... Yomacon. Oh. <laughs> the knockoff dollar store Yomacon. <laughs> Are you going to go to Dollywood? Um, I probably not. I live about an hour and a half from there now anyway. So. Oh, shit. Well, then it's not a big deal. Have you ever been yeah. to Dollywood? I have. It's great. Oh, man. I gotta okay. Go. Gotta get there. And I've been to Spice right. Country, which is great, which is like uh, the water park. Oh, mm. shit. Yeah, I never, like, Kalahari's the only water park I've ever been to. I need to get to more water parks. Went Dude, to, Kalahari's uh, great. We got Kalahari's mustard gassed at We did get mustard gassed at a water park, but that's a s- song for another episode. <laughs> wait, no, wait, what, mustard gassed Mustard Okay, gassed. Well, we'll tell it on this episode, yeah. sure. Yeah, no, you so, can't just say that to me and just be like, <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> bye. Evan and I found a Groupon for a, uh, a, a place in Columbus that was a water park. Which is now closed. Which is now closed. So we went, and we went with our partners, and uh, they're just chilling by the pool and we decide we're going to run to the top of the biggest water slide and go down and so we run up all the stairs and go up and we're both we're fairly fit mm-hmm. and we get up to the top of the stairs and we're like i'm totally out of breath man like the fuck is happening i can't catch my can't catch my breath huh? i can't yeah i just feel like i guess you can't yeah. <laughs> and we go down to the bottom and we're like we can't even like muster the strength to get up the stairs again like we have yeah. to rest for a while and we found out later the place gets shut down because they overchlorinated their pools to the point where they were basically mustard gassing. Yeah, they outgassing like, wow. a, bunch, a bunch of cl- like chlorine gas. This was like the next week that they got yeah. shut down. Well, they had to sh- they shut the pool down when we were there. They're like, "All right, guys, the pool's closed." Oh, that's right. Yeah, like we're not. 
So we got the tail end of it. And then we went to the buffet, the Chinese buffet that was attached to the water park. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, Ooh, this is going to be fun. But it was one of the best Chinese buffets, buffets I've yeah. ever been to. Yeah. yeah wow. It was actually really good. Yeah. So we found the Groupon. It was like a double Groupon. You get like the, you get like <laughs> the buffet Chinese buffet and wa- indoor water park. Boy, we were not very careful. <laughs> it was actually pretty fun. Yeah. It was, it was a, a good, good day. day. Except for the, like, I feel like I did irre- irreparable damage to my lungs yeah, that me too. day somehow. <laughs> like it's going to catch up with me in 20 years. <laughs> Well, Brant, thanks so much again. We really appreciate you having on, having you on, man. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. All right, bye bye. Bye. Hey, Evan. Yes. How you doing, buddy? I am feeling good. My body is tight. My strength is strong, and my soul is singing. Oh, are you clear of all thetans? Yep. Love it. I oh, hate those man. alien ghosts. Me? Get them out of my fucking body. Ew. Ever since I watched that ad for Scientology you made me watch like three <laughs> weeks ago, I've been feeling real hubbardy. I've, I've been feeling like yeah. I really want to get into it. You really want to just all you need is $100,000. <laughs> That's what they told me. You can get the to top levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get rid of your life. I would love to get rid of my life. <laughs> my life is hard. No, it's not. It's very easy. <laughs> yeah, you have a pretty good life, buddy. Ah, it's charmed as fuck. Me too. Yeah, except your baby yells so much. Well, that's okay. I tricked your baby the other day. Please go ahead. I was babysitting for you, mm-hmm. and every time I would put him down in his crib, and he would fall asleep, and then I'd pull the door open a little bit, and he would go, <laughs> and open because your door is so fucking loud to his I hate that. yeah and he would wake up and so then he would like stand in his crib and so i would stand and i would look at him and he would cry and then i'd sit on the floor and he would like slowly start to sit and then i'd lay down on the floor and keep staring at him and he laid down and then i reached through the bars of his crib and stroked his back until he went that's to sleep that's nice of you he's a good boy i like him i like him a lot your boy's fun i think so um I was doing parenting. We, my partner and I, are reading the how to talk to kids, how talks so kids are listened, how to listen so kids will talk. And you try to uh, one of the things is like getting them involved in helping you. Mm-hmm. So we were playing, and he knocked my glasses off, uh-huh. and I said, "Hey, Lukey, help Daddy get his glasses back." Uh-huh. So we're like, we like both kind of got down, and he picked up my glasses. I'm like, "Okay, good job, buddy. You did so good. Now put the glasses on Daddy's face." And he went. And then just took <laughs> off running. <laughs> then he, then he's, he like baseball slid under the table. And I was like, Lukey, give daddy the glasses back. And then he just looked at me and goes, and then ripped them in half. As you can see, my glasses are broken. That's so fucking, oh my God. Yeah. So That's he just tore them in half. So that was parent. And that, then I yelled at him. Holy like, shit. And it was no more kidding. like a surprise. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yell. So, but yeah, he was, uh, he started to cry. And then I sat him on my knee and said, buddy. We can't rip other people's glasses in half. Did he understand? No. Okay. (laughs) He barely understands English. If you want to yell and rip people's glasses off their face, It's All Been Done Radio Hour is going to be performing the second Saturday of every month at the Mad Lab Theater. (gasps) Their upcoming November show this Saturday is the last with special football season pricing. Only $5 to get in. (laughs) That's right. It's football season down at Mad Lab. It's all been done as doing an entire Super Bowl themed fun time. Is it Super Bowl or is it college football? I don't fuck. I don't know. Because this, Sub- this is Columbus. The <laughs> fucking Buckeyes are up your butt. Subscribe to It's All Been Done Radio Hour, the podcast, for last year's episode. Details can be found at It's All Been Done Radio Hour.com. They have their own website. It's not IABDPresents.com. Hey. Hey. What the fuck is up with that? Yeah. Get on your website. Yeah. <laughs> Make a website for Marianne's macabre. Yeah, I mean, I think Marianne does have her own website. Well, everybody else needs to make her one too. Okay. Bye. Bye.
and we're back with <laughs> It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now it's time to spin that wheel and figure out which segment we are going to do for this episode. So right now, Ev, we got... You know what I'm not chewing? Gum. But it, uh, not, it's not, it's not a gum thing. We're doing This is... I know, you asked me what you weren't chewing. That's right. Well, I don't think we've ever done this one. This okay. segment is called I Have Learned. And this okay. one is what lessons could be taken from this song? So, if you were going to take a lesson mm. from this song, what lesson could be taken from it? Uh, sex workers don't necessarily need to be objects of pity. Sex workers don't need to it be... It should be legalized and, yeah. you know, made safe. And uh, because it's going to happen, right? Yeah. We need to put protections in place for them and... Subvert tropes. Yeah. I think that's another one you could do. Uh, I think that you should, you know, this sex worker could have gotten killed. They could have been evil. But no, it's They're just a, a vampire. song about how much they love their life. Yeah. Uh, don't be ashamed of who you are. Exactly. I think that's a good one that Call, you can take from this song. Keep your, keep your temper in check. Uh-huh. Call me calmly. Uh, don't pay more than 60 bucks for a hand <laughs> job. <laughs> basic service. Well, whatever basic service is. I think basic, I they mean. They come and they hook up your cable. When they say basic service, 60 bucks, I'll deal the hand. Uh, you try it. I fair. thought it was a hand job you, for $60. You try your luck. I, that's, I fucking love that. Like, you want the hand? All right. You want basic service? <laughs> All right, buddy. Hope I don't you're have gonna... any gonorrhea on yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Here a, you go. But then a pair. Is that two hands? I think a pair is having sex with two people. Oh, that makes sense. And a straight gets even more. But uh, then a straight. How does a straight get more than a pair? Well, a straight. I think I feel like a straight. It, like, a straight is five people. <laughs> they're, they're, they're speaking to the number. Five of, people with sequential ages. Just, <laughs> yes. So they. Thirty-year-old, thirty-one-year-old, thirty-two-year-old, thirty-three-thirty-four. Done. Done. Great. Uh, what other lessons can be taken from this? Uh, um, stay calm, and uh, chive on. <laughs> you just cracked yourself up with that one, <laughs> dude. Because I hate those fucking shirts so much. Um, I don't know. Any other lessons that you could take from this? Uh. A song doesn't necessarily have to make sense to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes you can just say words. I, I think a lot of musicians do that. Have you ever heard that uh it's a YouTube thing where it's I can't it's from like the seventies. I can't remember what a country it's from, but they're they're emulating English. But so like the guy oh, doesn't know English. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a huge it's like a really long yeah, yeah 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 i've heard that guy yeah it's great so yeah it's like uh, an italian it's an italian singer i yeah. think that might be true yeah mm -hmm. so yeah you're right it doesn't need to make sense to be a hit all right i like that but obviously this wasn't a hit though mm -hmm. so kind of the ones that do make more sense are yeah. hits even though ugh, retroactive continuity with the old apartment makes me so mad i hate that it stops making sense when you apply the retroactive fuck that song <laughs> dumbass i love old apartment uh, um it's you i need to quit my job because i'm sick of being working stiff i need to be oh, free do you think working stiff is another double entendre that we didn't well, notice well i mean it did notice it i just didn't comment on oh. it i asked you if you had anything else i didn't you could have extended the i don't the like puns. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know um be calm and chive on i said be that calm already. and chive on i okay. got this crazy feeling you've been trying to get to me saker but not gonna not gonna work i don't even know what i mean <laughs> great segment all right, and now's the time of the show when we answer some bare naked mails. If you have mail for us, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Guys, here's the deal. We record a lot of episodes at once and then release them. So four weeks ago when we said we don't have any emails, <laughs> you guys sent us emails every week saying, why aren't you reading my Email. emails? Boy, oh boy, we have a lot of emails to read now. So this is good. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to your email. We'll, so try, we'll try our best to get to your email. We have like uh, maybe 14 or 15 in the queue oh, right awesome. now. So plenty. Uh, so this is an email from uh, a man named, I picked the best of the best. 
This okay. is an email from a man named Seas Richard. Oh, Jesus Christ. It says, hi, pharaohs are real. That's the subject. <laughs> Hello. I was recently listening to the podcast, It's All Been Done, by the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> and in it, you had a lot of questions about pharaohs. First off, you were pronouncing it wrong. It is pronounced pharaohs. <laughs> Secondly, not many Americans may know this, but pharaohs are actually a reference to reality. In reality, there were very rich people in Egypt who could actually own their own pyramid. Even though no one has ever been so wealthy, that is why there are no more pyramids. And when they died, they locked all their treasure and favorite friends in the pyramids as a kind of game. Now we just have video games. And that's why they are called pharaohs. Now that the bare naked ladies have written a song about ancient Egypt, what other periods of history do you think they should write about? I am excited to see what song they write for you next. I hope it is about ancient Brazil. Ha ha. Thanks, Rich. So the question is, what other periods of history do you think the Brennigan ladies should write about? What would be a fun? Because they do mention Rome, yeah. and uh, and it's all been done. So like, it, it, ancient Brazil would be fun. Like you could write like the Almecs. You could write a song about the Almecs. <laughs> yeah, fun. Or the Toltecs. Or I want to hear a song about uh, the movie. the Wild West. The Wild Wild West. I want to hear them cover Wild Wild, wild West. West. Jim West Desperado. Steve Page Desperado. Desperado. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What so a, do you want? Do you want? The bare naked ladies or bare naked ladies to write a song about it, or do you want Stephen Page to write a song about it? The, okay, you're right. We're concentrating on Ed Rob Desperado. <laughs> Ed Rob Desperado. Kev Hearn. Um. What? So what? What period? I think. Uh, I think they would make a fun Wild West song. Um. I think that I would love to hear more songs about feudal Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Can you imagine? <laughs> What a very good lady song about the Edo like period. The Sengoku Jidai. Yes. Oh my God. Could you? So like a, a Warring States period song. This could be an Ed Robertson Evan Dickon joint. Yeah, I could definitely give him some uh, some background in the period. That would be great. Oh man, they need to write a samurai song. Yeah, they could. They could definitely write one about like the like Sekigahara or like the murder of Toku. Oh, no, um. Oda at Honnoji. I slash that guy. He fell right right down. <laughs> That's a Kevin Hearn. Had some sake. Both clear and brown. Sake's <laughs> not brown. It wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was thinking they should write like a uh, like a nineteen a song about like nineteen twenties like like. During the uh, like Depression era, like Rum Runner song, yeah. and they could do like the. Ooh, that'd be fun. Like, but see, now we're writing it in the style of the era, so which I'm not. They're sure. musical chameleons. They can write in any fucking style. Yeah, but I don't think that's the because it's all been done is not written in the style of ancient Roman music. Well, they only mention ancient Rome. It's it's a fourth of the song takes place in ancient Rome. Is it? I met you before the fall of Rome. Yeah. That's it. You begged me to, to let me take, take you, you home. home. You were wrong. I was right. Blah blah blah. That's the, first the night. Verse. Yeah, that is. That's actually. I guess that all is. That's the verse predicated <laughs> on the fall of ancient, like during before the fall of Rome. And then wait. And then do they go to the? Wait, what's the next era they go to? West was one before the West. So it was is. One. They do Wild West. <laughs> yeah. So they're already done that. I think. I think a 1920s like uh, speakeasy song. It'd be fun. I think. Like. I feel like that's something that uh, Jim Cregan would write. <laughs> really? Like I could see him in like a zoot suit with like a, a um, 
fedora and like a smoky, <laughs> a smoky bar. A bunch of flappers behind him. Yeah, bunch of, and, and he's just kind of like thumbing away on his bass. And yeah. he's like, ah. I could see that too. Like, but uh, he doesn't have the gravitas. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why Ed Robertson's going to sing it. Oh, I see. Jim writes it. Ed sings it. Ed sings it. Okay. Or, Kevin, or Kevin sings it. There's no like, you don't want to go to like, I want them to write a, a song about ancient Judea. I guess they have a Christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> so that's they, wrote, of... they wrote a song about the Maccabean Revolt. That's true. Which we will cover for our Halloween episode. We already covered it oh, last week. Oh, shit. <laughs> you dumb fucker. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I. You're right. I guess Flappers and Feudal Japan. <laughs> Those are the two areas I want to hear Renegade Ladies cover best. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other cool history, historical... Yeah, you're the history boy. You do like a... They do a sad one about like the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire or oh, something like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like that Rasputina song. Yeah. I don't know. My Little Shirtwaist Fire. I used to love Rasputina and now I cannot stand listening to them. Huh. My my brain has changed. I didn't used to like Brussels sprouts. Now I love them. Yeah. Can't get enough <laughs> Brussels sprouts. You're eating Brussels sprouts right now. What yeah. But yeah, Rasputina, my brain has gone the other way on. I, I can know. I can definitely say they have a very distinctive sound. Yes. So. It's true. But I mean, I was. I loved them, and then I'm, I'm also not liking them as much because, you know, as a, as a cellist, I was, everyone was always like, oh, have you heard Rasputina? Have yes. you heard Rasputina? Have you heard Rasputina? I'm like, yep. yes, yes, I've heard Rasputina. Yes, I have. That's yes, I have. how but I found out like, about them. I like, I like the Herb Girls of Birkenau yeah. and uh, I, I, Howard like, Hughes. Like, those are some good song, good-ass joints. Rose K yeah. is my fucking jam. Yeah, they have some great songs. I am going to put in some Rasputina right here. If you've never heard them, it's a group of used to be three cellists now it's just two i believe mm-hmm. uh and they just play they they play the electric cello in such a way that it sounds like electric guitars mm-hmm. or bass or whatever and it's amazing yeah. so here's a little bit of how we quit the forest i think that might just be an album not a song yeah. whatever I saw them live with uh, Marilyn Manson in uh, the 90s. I saw them live at the Grog Shop in Cleveland. They were much smaller. You saw them with Marilyn Manson? Yeah, they were opening for him. Holy shit. Wow. No, I saw them when they were the headliner. Somebody was opening. Uh, Genetically Yours was opening for them. (laughs) A band that only ever produced five songs as far as I can tell, but they are amazing songs and I've looked ever since for like (laughs) more songs. Um, Hey, Rich. Thanks as always. Keep writing yeah. in, buddy. <laughs> I love the emails. Don't stop, stop, and never Don't, stop. Never, never pop, never popping. Never pop. Fool me twice. Can't uh, get fooled again. Now is the time in the podcast when we read an iTunes review and delight amongst delights. We have an iTunes review for Hi-ya. this week. Hi-ya. Uh This is a review from. This is a review from Siv Defavgdefavgs. It says, I didn't know any be something. Five-star review. One star for the Matty Groves reference. Yay. One star for inspiring me to gain mild notoriety so I can be a guest in like seven years on the episode on the embarrassing middle-aged sex ballad, The Love We're In. <laughs> One star for helping me realize the lyric isn't, and my ma- mauve turtleneck just reeks. One star for reminding me of all the BNL lyrics I posted on the internet in middle school. Notably, I bring you flowers in a 22 with shells. I wasn't going through anything. I just like the phrase. So this is a one-star review. And one star for uncovering the great vampire conspiracy. So five stars in total. Oh, okay. But for real, funny podcast with great guests and engaging hosts. If you're a hardcore fan with no sense of humor or critical thinking skills, you might get your feelings hurt. Oh, God damn. Shots fired. Thank, Thank you. you for the wonderful yeah. review. We are Man, delighted. People are, people are coming out hot against jorkies. Love it. The jorkies of the world. Hey, jorky 3344, <laughs> you can get your fucked, my friend. Um, 
In any case, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Great epo. Great. Uh, Ev, thank you. What do you have going on this week? Going to the Renaissance Fair tomorrow. Us two. Us two. Us two. Yeah, me I think, and myself. I think you're coming with. You're coming. <laughs> We're with driving me. in same car. Yeah, I'm gonna see. Do you want to plug it? I'm gonna see how many. Oh, yeah, the Middle Ohio Renaissance Festival, which happens a year from when you're hearing this episode. Yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh, well, it goes through. It goes through the autumn mostly. Oh, does it? It used to have garbage food, but now it has good food. Oh shit! So I'm happy to go. Oh, I'm excited. I used to hate it. Like I'd, cool. I'd be like, all right, I go to the Renaissance Fair. I fucking hate the food there. It's garbage. But now they've got new vendors. They got everything. It's good stuff. I'm gonna get turkey leg. Uh, that's always the trick, man. Eat it up. You eat that. The turkey leg is never as good in practice as it is in theory. No, maybe that's true. The they only got, good turkey leg is a Disneyland turkey leg. They got burgies. I love burgies. They got They barbe- got scotch egg. They got barbecue. They got scotch egg. Give me that. They got fries. They got those fresh cut floppy greasy flesh cut flies. I'm going to get them all. Great. We'll do it. We'll go tomorrow. Yeah, fuck. F? I got nothing to do. I'll see you again in one week. One week. <laughs>